0: Clint, you and I both use our given names. Well, my mother calls me Richard, not Rich. And your real name is Clinton? Yes. So, I mean... We sort of use our names. Yeah. Generally speaking, we don't use stage names. Correct. But a stage name is a time-tested way for entertainers to transform themselves, reinvent who they are, and manifest their dreams. In this episode, we explore this tradition and who's done it best. Welcome to the age old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Beerman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college.
1: So today, with the help of some smart people, we're gonna come up with the answer. Okay Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, who has the best stage name? That's the age old question.
0: Clint, let's start here. I found an article on masterclass.com. Have you ever done anything on oh, Masterclass? I, I had a year of membership, and I did
1: many, many, many Masterclasses. This
0: class is entitled, How to Come Up with a Stage Name in Five Steps. <laughs> okay. I love when people break things down into five simple steps. It works for me. <laughs> All right, but before I get into these five simple steps, I should point out that it was written by the artist known as St. Vincent. Oh, cool. Her birth name is Anne Aaron Clark. Okay. And we'll come back to her in a, a bit later in the episode. But her article begins with presenting some reasons why people choose to take a stage name. And I think it's a helpful way to start this conversation. Okay. Number one. Avoiding confusion. For example, the actor Michael Keaton, one of my favorite actors. Yeah. His birth name is Michael Douglas. Oh. So that would have been... Yeah. It would led to some confusion. Yep.
1: So he chose Michael Keaton. Katie Perry. Her original name is Katie Hudson. Kate Hudson. There's another example. avoiding confusion. Number two.
0: Cultivating a persona. So a stage name can help you immediately set an expectation around the aura of your persona. For example, Elizabeth Woolridge Grant. Ever heard of her? <laughs> Not yet. She took the stage name Lana Del Rey huh. in part. To evoke the aura of the Hollywood ingenues that inspired her. And it does. Lana Del Rey sounds Ah. like a Hollywood ingenue of the 40s, right? Number three. Simplifying their names. Drake's full name is Aubrey Drake Graham. But he decided one name, the middle name, Drake. Nice and easy. Solid, Solid. Number four. To avoid being pigeonholed. Some performers change their names to avoid being stereotyped by the music industry. Such is the case with Peter Jean Hernandez, who adopted the name Bruno Mars to avoid being pigeonholed as a Latin singer. Totally. And finally, number five, paying homage. Stephanie Germanata,
1: Lady Gaga,
0: her name was inspired by the Queen song Radio Gaga. In part to pay homage to Freddie Mercury and the influence artists like him had on her music and her aesthetic. All
2: we hear is radio caca, Radio blah blah. Radio what's
3: new, still
0: loves you. Freddie Mercury. Also a stage name. Farouk Balsara. Farouk Balsara. So, one, avoiding confusion, two, cultivating a persona, three, simplifying their names, four, to
1: avoid being pigeonholed, and five, paying homage. There's one more, to retain anonymity. Oh. It's more for porn stars, I guess. (laughs) But, you know, you're a different person. Right. We're going to add to
0: St. Vincent (laughs) a sixth sixth category. Let's maybe go through quickly the stage name Hall of Fame. Okay. Now, this can either be a titan of music or just a kick-ass stage name.
1: Great. First one, Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) John Osbourne is his name. He struggled with dyslexia as a kid, and his classmates taunted him, calling him Ozzy, and he just kept it, now he's Ozzy Osbourne. And Ozfest is way better than, like, (laughs) Jawfest. Jawfest. Yeah, get it, man.
2: but that's how
0: it goes. All right, how about Elton John? Born Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Reggie Dwight. That's two first names. Could Reggie Dwight have taken the world by storm? I just don't see it. Uh Uh-uh. He's got no last name. His stage name was inspired by two influences. The saxophonist Elton Dean and the vocalist Long John Baldry. And when I became Elton John, it was like a
3: new lease of life. I didn't particularly like being Reg Dwight. It had too many unhappy memories and sort of, I hated the word Reg anyway. I mean, it's just a horrible name to kill. a It's like calling somebody Cuthbert or Egbert or something like that. So um, as soon as I was Elton, it was just great. I was just like a new personality.
1: How about The Edge? The Edge from the band U2. Here's an example of a guy who has The before his name. There's only a few out there. Who puts the, the The? The Weekend and The Edge. Oh. There's two that I could come up with. But The Edge, his name is David Howell Evans, and he got the, the name early in his career by members of the Lipton Village Surrealist Street Gang, to which Bono belonged. So the nickname is commonly believed to be derived from the angular shape of Evans's head. So it was a pointy head.
0: Pointy head. The
1: edge. And you notice he always wears a hat. Have you ever
0: seen him without a hat on? But what's interesting is everyone calls him the edge.
1: The edge, yeah.
0: For example, when the weekend is hanging out with his friends, are they calling him the weekend? I I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's the difference. I think people call him the edge.
1: Mr. The Edge? Like if you're meeting him for the first time. Hello, Mr. The Edge. Mr. The Edge.
3: Alright, Shania Twain. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm
1: all right. I
0: mean, is that just the perfect name for a country? country singer? Sing- yeah. Ha- Shania. Shania Twain. It's like a Onomatopoeia Yeah,
1: it's like, and it's like twang. twang It's in there, yeah
0: She was born Eileen Regina Edwards Or because she's Canadian, maybe it's Eileen Regina Edwards <laughs> She's from Western Ontario And her stepfather was Ojibwa And she said that she got the name Shania From the Ojibwe language And that she said that Shania means I'm on my way Oh. This is a chance for us to pause and say that you and I wrote a song <laughs> for the Shrek 2 soundtrack called I'm on, I'm, on
2: yes, I'm on My Way.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Now back to Shania. <laughs> According to her biographer, there doesn't seem to be that phrase that exists in the Ajib language. So, I don't know why she told that story, what the truth is, but I think Shania Twain
1: is as good a country star name as they come. It's incredible. We saw a poster one time for a Shania Twain tribute act, and the band's name was Shania Twin, (laughs) which is equally amazing. (laughs) You know
0: what? We should do an episode, <laughs> a tribute, tribute band name, band <laughs> yes. like
1: the Eagles. What was the Eagles one? The illegals. The illegals. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My next one. Yes. Meatloaf. Uh, oh, come on, Marvin Lee. A day, his father gave him the name almost as soon as they returned from the hospital. <laughs> uh, he was a big kid from the day he was born, and said that one day his father saw him wrapped up in a blanket and pronounced that he looked like a meatloaf, and the name stuck. Incredible. So, yeah.
0: Could Marvin Lee Day had a big hit with "Bad Out of Hell"?
1: <laughs> no, it had to be
3: Meatloaf.
1: How can you go with Meatloaf though? I know. Like that's like making fun of you in the name, right? But he embraced it. And
0: all right, we have to talk about Sting.
1: Gordon Matthew Thomas
0: Sumner. Here's a clip of Sting talking about how when your parents name you, they don't really know anything about you yet. And so taking on a stage name is your way of giving you the name that actually says something about you.
1: Huh, what a
3: concept. You need to have this ritual where you change something deep inside you to become this other person. I mean, you can be born with a name, you can be born Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson. But for some of us, we need to change our name, and it's, uh, it's not something I did m- myself. It was a name given to me when I was 18. Your parents name you, but they don't really know who you are. Your friends name you, they know exactly who you are. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you're Sting. And it suited me greatly when I was 18. I was very stingy
1: He got the name from a Phoenix Jazzmen bandmate, because he used to wear this black and yellow striped sweater, while performing so he had this sweater looked like a bee sting I love that and there's a scene in the great documentary bring on the
0: night about him putting together his first solo band after he left the police and it's charts the band coming together learning the songs then ultimately playing the opening night in Paris with the press conference someone calls him Gordon yeah. is
3: this uh, some attempt on your part Gordon to uh who's this Gordon your- character so Isn't mother- that your name? Sting Gordon. Yeah, everyone calls me Sting. My my you mother. Prepared. My children call me Sting. Even my wife calls me Sting.
1: Wow, is that true? Wow. <laughs> great naming. Yeah. Eminem. It's a great name. So good. Marshall Mathers. Obvious. It's obvious. But man, it's a really cool name. It's good. E-M-I-N-E-M. Side note. My son just played with us last weekend. He's 11. And he did Lose Yourself in its entirety with the live band. It was incredible. I was there
0: with two of my boys and my wife and we were blown away. Crushed it, right? crushed it.
1: ah. It's such a hard song. Eminem is another go.
3: Look, if you had one shot, or one opportunity, to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, would you capture? It? Let it slip Yo
2: His palms are sweaty Knees well,
0: Talking palms about rappers How about Snoop Dogg? Ah oh. Born Calvin Brodus Junior Calvin Brodus Junior Yeah <laughs> He grew up with the nickname Snoopy Because his family thought he bore a resemblance to the cartoon character <laughs> he does. But Snoop Dogg
2: With so much drama in the LBC It's kinda hard being on Double G But I Somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass hits like every single day.
0: Snoop DO Double G. Double G. And you That's just what's... met him. Yeah, I did. He's You were just on the NBC reality music show called America's Song Contest. Yep. Josh Panda, our good friend Josh Panda, was a contestant. You went out because A, you were the songwriter, you were his sidemen on the show to a TV audience of millions of people. Yep. And Snoop Dogg was one of the hosts of the show. So yeah. what was it like to so
1: He's such a caricature. You feel like you know him, right? Like you've seen him so much through your whole life. You're like, oh, I totally know the guy. And then he's exactly what he is. Right. So my favorite Snoop story is the show's over, done for the night. I've changed out of my outfit. So the, like the people are gone at this point. So now it's just like the crew and the, the artists are leaving the facility. And so I'm right behind Snoop Dogg as he's leaving. And he's got a huge joint in his mouth and he's skipping out of the place because he hasn't smoked weed for two hours and he's jonesing. And so he's not allowed to smoke in the theater. But 10 steps out of the theater, there's a tent for him to smoke weed in. It's the Snoop Dogg. The Snoop tent. Weed tent. Yes. So I'm right behind him and there's that moment where I could have followed him into the tent and I'm sure I would have gotten tackled by security, right. but there's a small chance that he just would have been like, hey man, come on. Come on in. in. <laughs> oh, and I didn't do it. I got scared.
2: Laid back.
1: Calvin Brodus Junior. Here's a good one. Yeah. New Zealand born musician, Ella Marija Lena Yelik O'Connor. <laughs> otherwise known as Lord. Oh yeah. But every song's like gold
3: teeth, gray goose tripping in the bathroom, blood stains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams.
0: But everybody's like crystal Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece piece, jet planes,
3: islands, tigers on a gold leash. We don't care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be royal. royal.
1: There's an example of a serious handle. Ella Yellick O'Connor doesn't ring. No. So that's the, I mean, a lot of these, it seems, once you read the name, you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. A lot of it's pronunciation. Like, I can't pronounce that. Right. So it's hard to have a name that's out for the world to know if you can't pronounce it on a first look. What
0: about Robert Zimmerman, known to us as Bob Dylan? Yep.
3: But I would not feel so all alone Everybody must get stoned.
0: Here he is on 60 Minutes talking about how his own self-identity didn't match his birth name. He says, Some people get born to the wrong name. And the wrong parents. <laughs> that, was, that was more like mm-hmm. sling, blade. sling Blade. Some people go to Sling
3: Blade. I go Blade.
2: Why did you feel you had to change your name? You, you have an identity of yourself that um, maybe others around unaware of, so you got to start over again. So you didn't see yourself as as Robert Zimmerman.
3: For some reason, you know, I never did.
2: Even before you started performing? Mm
3: -hmm. No, even then. Some people get born, you know, to the wrong names, wrong parents. I mean, that happens.
0: You can imagine, though, that line about some people get born to the wrong name and to the wrong parents. That's almost like a lyric from one of his songs. Huh, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, for the first year of my son Sam's life, we called him Bill he looked like a Bill. Interesting. Yeah, we just called him Bill, and then as he grew a little bit we are like, okay, no, you're Sam. But like he looked like he was like stocky and like, hey Bill. I got one. Okay. John Rogers Stevens. Also known as... John Rogers Stevens. John Legend. Oh. So John Legend is named John Legend because his friend's Called him a legend.
3: Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and all your edges. All your perfect imperfections.
1: He says, let's just go for it. People are going to pay attention and I'm going to either live up to my name or I'm not. And then he added, my bet was on me trying to live up to that name. So that's that's an interesting way to put it. You know, he took the name and then... He's like, I can't not be a legend if I call myself legend. Can we call my bandmate Greg Naughton? Oh.
0: Hello? Greg, you're on the age-old question with me and Clint. Hey, Greg. I am? We're surprising you. Today's episode is about the great stage names. Stage names? Oh, yeah. You and I first started playing together. We agreed that Rich Price and Greg Naughton... In the current climate, they weren't going to cut it, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know,
3: it
2: sounded a little pedestrian, I guess.
0: What were the names that we came up with for ourselves?
2: I think we were inspired by, at that moment, we, I don't think we even knew his music at that point, but everywhere we
0: went, we were following a guy who everybody was talking about named Alexi Murdoch. And we, so we right, thought, and we thought, that's a, just a cool stage name. <laughs>
1: who I now am a great fan of. I think he's amazing. But So we decided to come up with, I think we came up with, uh, you were Skylar McClintock. That was going to be your new stage dance.
0: Skylar McClintock. <laughs>
1: and I was going to be Little Eddie Moskowitz.
0: Little Eddie Moskowitz. And so we're, we're, wow. we're this this uh, acoustic duo, Skylar McClintock and Little Eddie Moskowitz. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> I mean,
2: that sells itself, right? That is, I
1: You're would go see that. that oh, man.
0: All right. Well, thank you. We put you on the spot, but we just wanted you to weigh in with uh, with the the best stage names of all time.
3: Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I look
0: forward to hearing it. All right. Bye, Bye. guys. Did you see it when the sun went out
3: today? Did you notice that the sun just slipped away?
1: I have a stage name. Yeah. When I'm a rapper. Yeah. If you want to like hire me for a gig Yeah, as a rapper As a rapper, I'm MCA period Blinken.
2: I tripped a hill but I didn't get hurt Till I hit my head on last week's dessert Got it from my laundry, didn't know go, it got mad The ladies don't come over cause the place is smell it's bad. The
1: ceiling It looks like modern art The only sock I want is smoke coming calming
2: I wish I had a girl that would return my phone call The only friends I stand here from a car to the wall Things that I'd learn that I'm
1: my... MCA Blinken. That's my name. Incredible.
0: How about Alicia Keys? This girl is on
3: fire. This girl is on fire.
0: When we were talking huh. about the Rolling Stones in an early episode, and we talked about Bobby Keys, their great saxophone player. Who's not a keyboard player? And you were like, why is he not a keyboard player? <laughs> yeah. Alicia Keys is a keyboard player. <laughs> Her name is Alicia Cook. And you know what? Her husband's stage name is Swiss Beats. Huh. So that might be the best couple stage name. Wow. I didn't even know they
1: were together. I've heard of both.
3: She's on top of the world.
1: I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Belkalis Almanzar. That's Cardi B, y'all. It's actually short for Bacardi, like the rum. Oh. Uh, her sister's name is Hennessy, Cardi B, explained to Jimmy Fallon. So everyone used to call me Bacardi, and I started calling myself Bacardi, which then became Cardi B.
0: That's cool. Yeah. David Bowie, he was born David Jones. And he initially started using the stage name Tom Jones. But there was another singer already using that. And by the way, that Tom Jones.
3: It's not unusual to be
2: loved by anyone.
0: He was born Tom Woodward. Huh. So David Jones decided in 1965 to use the last name Bowie because it was the last name of one of the characters in a 1960 John Wayne movie,
2: The Alamo. Some words can give you a feeling that make your heart warm. Republic is one of those words.
1: That's so great. This
0: is a tangent, but I recently saw a guest appearance from Ricky Gervais talking about meeting and ultimately becoming friends with his musical hero, David Bowie. Of course, Ricky, you famously became friends with your kind of musical hero through Extras.
3: Oh, David Bowie? Yeah. Yeah, he was my hero for music for about 25 years. And, um, yeah, then I, I met him and uh, uh, I invited him to do Extras and uh, he said yes. Um, uh, just incredible. Mm. Um, I co-wrote a song with him, the, the, so- the song that he's singing, Extras, and I, um, I sent him the lyrics and I called him up And I said, did you get the lyrics? He went, yeah. I said, "Um, yeah, I said, said, can you give me some um, sort of like retro, like uh, Life on Mars? And he went, yeah, I'll just knock off a quick fucking
1: Life on Mars for you. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow.
0: (laughs) So we've mentioned Sting. We've mentioned Bono and The
1: Edge. What about Questlove? He's got a question mark in his name. That's got to be one of the coolest. That has got to be one of the coolest. Right? It's question mark U-E-S-T-L-O-V-E.
2: told me that this planet was small. We used to live in the same building on the same floor. And never met before until I'm overseas on tour. And peep this Ethiopian
1: queen. Sir Mix-a-Lot? Born Anthony Ray.
2: So your girlfriend rolls a Honda. Playing workout takes my Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't None unless you got buns, hon.
0: Sir Mix-a-Lot, that's a good stage name. That's pretty good.
1: How about Pat Smear? Pat Smear? Pat Smear, yeah. like He chose Pat Smear. He's the guitarist for the Germs and the Foo Fighters. He played with Nirvana. And he
0: chose Pat Smear.
1: Pat Smear. He was born George Ruthenberg.
0: Speaking of George, how about Yorgos Panaliatu?
1: who that? I will let you tell.
0: Chose the name George because it's the English equivalent of the Greek name Yorgos, and then okay. Michael after one of his uncles. Huh. George Michael. George Michael. The do not
2: make the
3: oh.
0: How about Flea?
1: Oh, I didn't get Flea. That's Born a good one.
0: Michael Peter Balzari.
1: It's funny, every time we try to say the name of somebody with a stage name, we can't say it. Right. I mean hence Hence. What about your guy, Axel Rose? Axel Rose and Slash. Both and Slash. stage. Slash. Names. Slash is Saul Hudson. Slash
0: is a cool stage name.
1: Yep, that was given to him by his friend's dad. Because Slash used to just come in and he was all hyper and like He'd like come in and then he'd leave and then he'd come back, you know. So he called him. So slash. it had
0: nothing even to do with guitar, Slashing yet. on a guitar. Nope. She's got a smile
3: that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories
2: where everything wants to fresh as a bright blue sky.
1: Engelberg Humperdinck? He was born Arnold Dorsey. So he went the opposite way. Totally.
0: That's the kind of name that you get that you a stage get name away. for.
1: Yeah, right. Here's another one. Ingve Malmstein, yeah. who we've talked about before. Yeah. That was his stage name. His real name is Lars Lonerback. Ingve, Yngwie, Y-N-G-W-I-E. Y-N-G-W is not... No. That's not a word. No. Ingve. How about Elvis Costello? Elvis Costello's real
0: name is Declan McManus. Ah, Declan McManus His dad was a musician whose stage name was Day Costello So the young Declan took that surname and borrowed Elvis from Elvis Presley
3: Wow Oh, it's so funny to be seeing you after so long, girl And with the way you look, I understand that you were not impressed Side note Elvis Costello
0: has done some notable co-writes with Paul McCartney and those songs are credited as McCartney and McManus. Ah. In the late 80s, they did some writing together. One of those collaborations ended up on Elvis' album Spike, the song Veronica. For others ended up on Paul's album, Flowers in the Dirt, including the lead single, My Brave Face. Here's an interview where Paul talks about how that collaboration reminded him a bit of working with John.
3: So you're now a solo songwriter, yeah? Right. Right, we got to that stage right. in life. Well, you had no one around to say to you, that's crap. So what did you do? I did all right. You know, came up with the odd occasional sort of winner and stuff, so uh, for this new album that I've done, uh, it was suggested I might want to hook up uh, with Elvis Costello. I would liked a lot of what he'd done. And um, the thing is, when we came together, uh, There were similarities, really, between him and John. In as much as, like, they both got specs, so sort of people with glasses that, you know, they've got a different sort of attitude to the world, I think. I mean, I don't mean that as a put-down. They just, they can be a little bit more introvert, a little bit more of a pussycat, a bit more aggressive on the outside, which John was. So it was good fun. We sat down to write some stuff. We enjoyed each other's skills, I think. He would, uh, you know, help me in certain things, like words, particularly which he's full of, you know, he's very wordy. In fact, at one point, uh, he's got a a bag, you know, with a lot of books in it, and they're they're all things he's heard in pubs or little things that have occurred to him, little sayings, little titles and stuff. He's got a lot of stuff. I made the mistake of sort of saying to him once, well, have you got any ideas? We just think, have I got any ideas? And 50 million ideas come up.
0: note on this collaboration and I admit we're going a long way away from the topic of stage names but it was during this collaboration that Elvis Costello specifically asked Paul to bring his old Hoffner bass to the session Paul hadn't played that bass in years huh. and that rekindled Paul's love of that particular bass and here we are in 2022 and Paul's still using that bass same bass that same bass Ah, that's amazing that's worth some. And while what? we're on the subject of the Beatles, tangentially, we should mention Ringo Starr. Yeah. Two R's. Two R's. Right. Like Snoop Dogg. And in, instead of Richard Starkey, it became Ringo Starr.
1: Is Ringo your real name, or is it a nickname? It's a nickname. What's your real name? Richard. Richard, how did, how did the Ringo come about?
3: Because I wear four rings. Fair enough,
1: yes. Quick. Let me ask you quickly, if you- you're I'm good. not called Ringo. No, I can see that. I hope the camera can. called Hamdo. You ever heard of Buckethead? Yeah. How about your entire thing being wearing a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket on your head?
0: We'll talk about anonymity.
1: Yeah. Who's Buckethead? I'll tell you who he is. He's Brian Carroll, but I don't know what he looks like. Is he, though? Yeah, right? Like, you could be Buckethead. (laughs) I am Buckethead.
0: (laughs) As I mentioned, we both go by our birth names. But I was thinking that maybe we should pick up some stage names for ourselves. Today? Of course, there are formulas for this, right? We're going to pick some stage names, okay? Okay. This is a fun way to do it. The color of your underwear that you're currently wearing and the last thing that you ate. Ready?
1: Black egg and cheese. (laughs) Black egg?
0: Black egg. And you know what? I would be black
1: chips. (laughs) Black chips and black egg <laughs> together again.
0: <laughs> That's a duo. Oh, my Lord. This is an impossibly large subject, and oh. we haven't
1: discussed Stevie Wonder, born if, Steve Lind- Hardaway Morris. You can't even imagine how many people use stage names. Even people you think aren't using a stage name, it's a stage name. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell's not a real name? Roberta Joan Anderson. Jeez. Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons is Chaim Witz. That's a good one. That's a good one. We didn't talk about why Freddie Mercury is Freddie Mercury. Tell us about that. It's from a song. It's from a Queen's song called My Fairy King, which he wrote in 1973. And the lyric that he wrote is Mother Mother Mercury.
3: Mercury,
1: He took Mercury from that. Hmm. Um, His boarding school teachers and classmates gave him the nickname Freddie. Which his parents then adopted. So From Farouk. Farouk to Freddie. And then from this lyric, Mercury. And he wanted something like, you know, otherworldly. So
0: And it is hard to imagine the world embracing him with the name
1: Farouk Bolsara. Because it pigeonholes him. I mean, right. That's it. Like, that's the perfect example of what that is. Okay, Clint. We're going to do a new segment
0: that we call... The Mini Age Old Question. Mini Age Old Question. This is a question within a question. Let's enter the conversation swirling around Neil Young and his stand against Spotify. Neil Young has always taken a stand. In 1970, when National Guard troops fired into a crowd of students protesting the Vietnam War, Neil Young and his bandmates Crosby, Stills, and Nash released a song that Neil had written that captured his outrage after seeing a Time Magazine cover of one of the dying students.
3: Ten soldiers and Nixon's coming we finally on our own This summer I hear the drumming
0: for dead in Ohio It's one of the songs we discussed in our episode about the greatest protest songs. Episode 15, by the way. Forty years after Ohio came out, the British newspaper The Guardian described the song as the greatest protest record and the pinnacle of a very 1960s genre. But as The Guardian also points out, the revolution never came. President Richard Nixon, who's called out by name in the song,
2: soldiers
3: and
0: won a landslide re-election in 1972. Which included winning the state of Ohio by 21 points. He's once again taken a stand, this time against Spotify, pulling his music from the platform because Spotify's most streamed podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, spread false information about COVID and COVID vaccines. So today we ask will any of this matter? Will Neil Young change Spotify? Let's go back to 2009. That's when Joe Rogan launched a free podcast.
2: Joe Rogan podcast, check it
0: out. The Joe Rogan Experience.
2: Train my day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day.
0: Six months later, his show The Joe Rogan Experience entered iTunes Top 100. By October 2015, the podcast was being downloaded 16 million times per month. The Joe Rogan experience continued to grow, and when Spotify was looking to make a big push into the world of podcasts and exclusive content, it signed the Joe Rogan experience to a $100 million multi-year exclusive deal, a figure that actually may be as high as $200 million, according to the New York Times. His podcast is credited with adding almost 30 million users. That brings us to April 2021, when Joe Rogan began offering his opinion that young and healthy people shouldn't get vaccinated. Anthony Fauci slammed Rogan for making misleading comments. Rogan backed off, calling himself a moron and not a respected source of information. Still, in August 2021, Rogan suggested that vaccine passports would bring society one step closer to dictatorship. And on September 1st, 2021, Rogan tested positive for COVID and told his listeners That he'd begun a regimen including monoclonal antibodies prednisone azithromycin vitamins and a drug that is generally used as a horse dewormer in late december 2021 rogan's guest was a guy named robert malone who had been the chief proponent of this horse dewormer as an effective treatment for covid in fact when he tried to publish his paper on the efficacy of this treatment In a science journal, the journal rejected it due to what it stated was a series of strong, unsupported claims which were not backed up with any objective or balanced scientific contribution. On this episode, Malone told Rogan's listeners that societal leaders had hypnotized the public, and he went on to share a variety of baseless theories about COVID. This brings us to January 24, 2022. Neil Young posts an open letter threatening to remove his music from Spotify if the platform did not remove Joe Rogan. Neil wrote, Spotify has a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform. In response, Spotify's founder Daniel Ek said, I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope. So, on January 26th, at his request, Spotify removed Neil Young's music. So, Clint, will Neil Young change Spotify?
1: Is this just a blip? Well, it's definitely a blip. Because I didn't even remember the basis of the thing. and right. I I don't think one person taking their music off Spotify could in any way change anything about the platform or... The society. Everyone has Spotify or Apple. There's only two, right? What do you think? I mean, while I respect an artist
0: for taking a stand, Neil Young is somewhere in Santa Barbara or Santa Cruz, wherever his mansion is, and he can do that. Mm -hmm. And his income is probably from doing a string of shows anyway, not from Spotify. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Spotify continues to be the primary source of revenue the music of my band Mm -hmm. the sweet remains so it would be a extinction level event for us to remove our music from spotify
1: right (laughs) interesting
0: will he change spotify i think the answer is no
1: i think no as well because it's it's already convenient it's it's passed and he's not no offense to neil young he's just not big enough right if this was Ed Sheeran if it was Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift and Neil Young and
0: right but Neil Young no longer has the cultural relevance for anyone other than his supporters who are by the way
1: listening to him on vinyl still right or or CDs
0: right so thank you Neil Young for taking a stand on something you believe in and
1: I in no way am saying he was wrong he was wrong god no I mean definitely right I think, if anything, other people gotta step up. Right. But again, it's not gonna be us, because we're...
0: So, that was an example of a mini age-old question. Sliders. Sliders. Little questions. Not quite hamburgers. No. Sliders. Sliders. Mini age-old question. Now, back to our episode about the best stage names of all time. All right, I'm going to pick my Who's guy. your favorite stage name? My favorite stage name, the best stage name, I think has to be Elton John. I mean, the upgrade, the ways in which that name change freed him to be this gender-bending, flamboyant rock star, as big a star as there was in the 1970s.
1: I don't think he could have done that named Reggie Dwight. The funny thing is it's all first names. Reggie Dwight. Right. Elton, Elton John. John. Right. They're four first four names. First
0: names. <laughs> I think you two could have been you two had Bono been named Paul Houston. Mm-hmm. I think Elvis Costello would have been just fine if he had been Declan McManus. Mm-hmm. But Elton John, I think the decision to change his name was a significant part of his success, and he
1: wrote kick-ass songs. And he wrote some kick-ass songs. But he was a songwriter before he was a performer. So, and we talked about it in that episode, right? It was like it was. Later, that he changed his name once he started becoming the artist. Right? That's right.
0: Yeah. And can you imagine 100,000 people in Hyde Park, London, the crowd buzzing, electric with anticipation? And the MC steps up on the stage and says,
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
3: give a warm London welcome to Reginald Dwight.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, God. So I'm going to go with Quest Love. It's a great name. Great name. It's got so much uh hope and 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 like mystery to it, and there's a question mark in it. that's so cool, so cool. all right, so one thing we didn't talk about, yeah. is our very good friend Josh Panda.
0: Oh, right. which
1: is a stage name? Right. We actually know someone with a stage name right? Well, <laughs> I think we I think
0: we did, we did something we, did, we definitely we did touched, quite a lot.
1: We touched the surface.
0: and by the way, I want to say. If you're listening to our podcast and you ever want to laugh quite a bit, listen to us at half speed because it sounds like we did the whole episode drunk. Oh, my God. I've never done that. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. So right now, do me a favor. If you're listening, put us on half speed and we're just going to talk about how funny it is to speak half as slowly as we normally do. And I'm going to tell you, Clint, I love you so much right now. Oh, you know, when people get drunk, they're like, man, I love I you. I love you, man. I love you, man. That's going to sound very funny uh, at
1: I, half speed. I can't wait. Maybe this should be a segment on the show. Right. The whole Right. This is the drunk five minutes. That's where we talk about another thing. Yeah. yeah. If you've got some
0: suggestions for a future episode, questions that you've wondered and you want two quasi-qualified <laughs> individuals to answer... Please let us know. Let's also plug Brian's podcast. We've both been on Brian's podcast. Thank you for saying that. You and I have both been on recent episodes. Yep. And I just listened to the episode where he interviews you. And I have to say,
1: I learned a bunch of things. Okay. What did you learn? They're so funny. It's like we've known each other for so long. So Brian's podcast is
0: So the Story Goes. Yep. And uh, what else can we plug?
1: Shweeby. Shweeby. Should we be having fun? Should we be playing Shweeby?
0: Should we be (laughs) playing Shweeby?
1: Coming soon.
0: This is a yard game, a backyard game that Clint has invented Mm -hmm. and you actually patented.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And if you are listening to this and you are a senior executive at Walmart, (laughs) let me just tell you there is an opportunity to get in on the ground floor. Yeah,
1: and I'm looking for that person currently and. We're in full production right now.
0: I've played this game. It's a great time. Great time. We're not going to tell you too much about it because we just want to seed the interest. We want to sow some intrigue. Mm -hmm. And we'll be telling you more about the game Shweeby in due time. All right. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us again next time when we answer another age old
1: question. question.
0: Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in
1: the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating.